You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present the Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. of a dreamer are life's drops that pass the break in the heart to the soul's hourglass the songs of the singer are tones that repeat the cry of the heart till it ceases to beat In the Sandman Lullaby here on RPA, uh, that's the real paranormal activity network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you duders out there. That's what I call you. I call you my duders because we're all doodling around on this little existence we call life. And uh, let me see what I'm going to do. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's 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 this one. Let me introduce this guy to you. Let me let me let me break it down to you. There's this one guy. I was at a uh, a concert, I think, in St. Pete, and uh, the concert was the Red Chord, and I was out there in the middle of a mosh pit, and uh, one uh, one thing I was listening to one of the other shows, and they were talking about a mosh pit. I th- think it was uh, on Aaron's horror show, and uh, I hear out from beyond the band playing, I hear I hear a, a, a voice scream, "Elder, get the hell out of that mosh pit!" And that was Jamie Stewart. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, man? Seriously, he—he, he, I, 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 I'm an old guy, 
and, and and I think Jamie nearly freaked out when he saw me in the middle of this mosh pit. What what's the one thing they call when they rush from one side to the other side of the state? I mean, then they just I slam thought. in the middle the, the Braveheart. That's the wall of death. The wall of death. Have you ever did a wall of death in your show? Uh, probably, yeah. If not with the absence with with somebody else, I can say that I have. But yeah, I've definitely done that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Jamie Stewart. This is the lead singer of the band The Absence. And I've been trying to chase him down for for quite a while. He's on tour right now. And yep, you're in what? Are. Salt Lake City? Salt Lake City, yes. And nothing but luck there, right? Um, yeah, we, uh, we're actually staying with a good, uh, a good friend of ours that Jimmy Scott, he's in a band called, uh, Swine of Descent. Right. Um, there's a really badass band, uh, from out here that we're actually playing with them tomorrow. I think he said it's their first show. Um, but we've been friends with him for years. We met him, uh, geez, back in like 2010, I think when we were on tour with Malevolent Creation and we we're having, uh, you know, I got a story for you as far as we've had, had some uh, had a, some vehicle troubles but the last time we had some uh, when we met him we had some vehicle troubles and we actually ended up showing up really late and playing after Malevolent Creation right but it ended up being yeah it ended up being a really really badass show anyways and uh, we ended up staying at his house we just befriended him so we're chilling here we got here today um, we were going through the mountains of uh, the Shasta Mountains right in uh, Oregon we had left California and had a day off, and we're supposed to go to Seattle to play uh, El Corazon, and uh, our transmission just completely, uh, just, just basically, just died on us. Uh, we we got out of the mountains. I drove for like ten hours straight, pretty much, and uh, I stopped to get gas. And I I was like, all right, I'm done driving. I put in a solid amount of time, and we got back on the highway, and then it just wouldn't, just would not. Uh, wouldn't perform. It wouldn't shift gears. Um, and, uh, That's hell going you know, through the mountains like that, though, dude. Yeah, and it, it drove fine, but then, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And um, so we found a place, it's like the only place that we could find that was a transmission specific uh, garage in Eugene, Oregon. And, uh, you know, he looked at it, said the second gear and third gear were pretty much just burnt up. Uh, and he had a, a used transmission that he had to put a little work into, and he put it in and, you know, put a bunch of time and effort into it so it seemed that we didn't even make it down the street. And by the time we turned around the block and came back, like, he had already left for the day, and then we had to find another garage that wasn't transmission-specific but was open until, like, 6. And uh, they helped us. They took a look and were like, yeah, this thing's shot. It's because of this. Uh, we think that he forgot to actually put a piece back into it because it was just kind of spraying out right. transmission fluid and it started smoking and the shifting was like horrible on it. Um, so we just basically ended up leaving it there and we bought a Suburban. <laughs> wow. We bought a, yeah, we bought a Suburban that had a tow, tow ready on the back. Just uh, we just hook up and go. It, hooked up and go, checked it out. Uh, the guys at the garage... Um, we're super, super, super cool. Uh, it's a Harold's quality auto repair in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, we can't stay. What? They stayed late for us. They looked at the Suburban for us and, you know, gave it a couple of, couple of, 
couple of once overs and whatnot, and uh, so we ended up paying cash for it. And uh, you know, luckily this would have been really, really good so far. So we had a little bit of money stashed away, and we uh, yeah bought the suburban and uh, hooked up the trailer, and from Eugene, Oregon, just headed straight to Salt Lake City. See and that we got here today but, about uh, about one ish, right? And uh, you know, we're just hanging out and play tomorrow night. Well, you're back up at the tour. Your sleeping habit when you you hit all these different places. How's your sleeping habit when you're you know in the like let's say with here in Tampa, and let's mm-hmm. say when you're out there abroad. Does it, it depends, does it really man. change it, since you're on tour? It does. I mean, in the van we had built bunks in the van, so like four people could sleep at once, and then we had four separate seats. Uh, and that's the big bummer is we put a lot of effort and a lot of um, work into our van right? and a lot of TLC. And we actually really love that van a lot. And, uh, you know, and we got our money's worth out of it uh, for what we paid and what we put into it and stuff like that. So uh, it's not a total wash for us to not have it, but it is a huge bummer. Um, the uh, sleeping arrangements now in a, in a Suburban are a bit different, but... It's a strong engine. It handles real well. It drives real smooth. It gets crazy good gas mileage. And, uh, you know, it's my job. Yeah, but what about uh, your REM sleep? I mean, how does are you well-rested? Do you get your dreams? It, it, or it, it gets there. Um, I've been having some – I always have – when I do remember my dreams, they're weird. Well, um, well, tell me about them, man. Uh, well, it's a lot of – it's weird. It's like a lot of um, consistently – that as long as far back as I can remember, I'll always have dreams that kind of uh, incorporate things from my youth when I lived up north in New York. Like sometimes it'll be like I'll remember like something fond, like my grandparents' neighborhood is very a very specific neighborhood. Um, the street they lived on had like a it was almost like a cul-de-sac, but there was like a when you pulled down in the street there was like a big island. So you could pull down the cul-de-sac and just literally just loop around. It wasn't really a cul-de-sac, um, but uh, it's it's stuff like that. It'll be like me, like leaving my grandparents' house, doing something or whatever, and then I'll drive away into the like city, and then I'll it'll connect with like where I live now or something like that. You know, so it's like weird stuff like that. Um, that that's always like a common thing. It's not just my grandparents' house. Just things from my childhood and things from my adulthood or whatever, maybe my adolescence that just kind of coalesce together. Um, but more often than not, I don't remember my dreams. Uh, but I don't know, like there's the typical, like, you know, uh, someone's kind of chasing you and your body is like being weighed down to the ground, like a big bag of sand where it almost feels like I'm trying to run away, but like I'm underwater. So like when I can jump, and it's like I'm either underwater or I'm like in space kind of thing. Right. Sometimes I have those kinds of dreams. Um, there was one recently where I uh, I was in the van and I was it was weird. I was like hanging out with I was hanging out with a woman in the dream and I don't remember who it was, but my ex girlfriend was also in the dream and right. it wasn't like in a it wasn't like a negative thing. Um, I was still with her in the dream. It was kind of weird. It was just bizarre. Uh, and we had an apartment together, but it was no apartment I had ever been to or remember being at. It was like some weird studio apartment had a lot of like punk rock and metal posters up on the wall, which didn't, you know, our house was like, not like that at all. Our house was like 
decorated and like not just posters on the wall. So right. that was kind of bizarre. And I just remember like in in the dream, she had like asked me to get her like a Reese's peanut butter cup at the store. <laughs> so so I did, and I just remember very specifically the package had three cups in it, not two or four. It had three. I remember feeling it and going in the dream, remembering going, oh, that's weird. There's three in here. Maybe that's some kind of weird promo package. <laughs> okay. Can you control your dreams when you dream? Um, sometimes I can have like lucid dreams um, and be in that dream specifically that I was just talking about as far as like getting the Reese's peanut butter cup and like, but it was weird. I remember like I was, she was stayed at my ex had like at, in the dream, we were still together, but she, we had been broken up for uh, quite a while at this point. This just happened the other day. Um, in the dream, I was like out, I had met up with somebody else, like another woman, but I don't remember it being any kind of like romantic type anything. It was just, we were walking around the street. Um, and in the dream, we kept seeing like on TVs or people were talking about, there was like, a killer loose or something like that. And it was very, as far as the streets went, um, it seemed very, it was a, definitely like a city, like almost like an inner city, but it had a very like old timey feel, like something that you would have seen in like, like Eng England or something like that. And like the 19, like twenties or thirties, like, you know, like something out of a scene from like a Jack the Ripper story, like kind of comes to mind as far as it being like dark and wet. But it wasn't like the 1920s. It was modern times. It just kind of the feel it had. Um, but I remember being in the dream and being in control of what was happening. And I remember at one point in the dream before I woke up, um, thinking that somebody was following us and right. being very like looking over my shoulder and like speeding up my walking and yada, yada, yada and that kind of stuff. But nothing happened. There was no like violence in the dream or there was no like that I can remember. Maybe it's something that I lost. Uh, in the haze or whatever, but that's the last one I can um, I can think of where I actually had control and can remember a significant amount. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I did wake up a few times and then kind of go right back into the dream because that was always something with being on tour and going to sleep. Like you kind of, I can fall asleep anywhere at any time, no matter what. Right. Like I can fall I can fall asleep at a death metal show. I yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I kind of, and that's the thing is. I can fall asleep anywhere, but I don't stay asleep, you know? I'll wake up, you know, or I'll get, like, four or five hours of sleep, and then I'll just be wide awake. So you're, like, in and combat that, that. Ready, readiness? Kind of, sort of. It's, it's really weird. I've always kind of functioned on very little sleep, um, and I know that's not necessarily the best thing. It's something I've been trying to rectify uh, as, of, uh, as of late, um, just trying to get a, an adequate, like, proper amount of sleep because I know that affects, like, everything with right. involving the body and health and mind and stuff. So, but, yeah, on tour, it's, um, it varies, man. It depends on, you know, who's driving. If there's, like, you know, the swerving or somebody goes over and they hit the, you know, the wake-up bump on yeah. the side of the road. That's the dangers you know, of on tour, dude. People don't understand yeah. how many people get in wrecks on tour. It's just, yeah. it's just dangerous out there. Uh, who writes? Yeah. Who writes mostly for? Uh, do you write mostly for the band? I mean, I write ninety-eight percent of the lyrics. Everybody contributes all over. Okay, then that that follows with the next question. Do you get some of the influences from your lyrics from your dreams? I don't know if I could say that. I mean, I'm sure it plays a part at some point. I try to pull. I just try to pull for for at least for this band, um, this 
tends to be my more of an emotional outlet as far as like what I really have to say about my life or exercising whatever pains or, or pleasures that, that I feel, um, with some of the other stuff I do, there's like, might be a little more like quote unquote classic death metal centered as far as thinking about occult things or gore or horror movies or just like evil stuff or this or that with the absence, it's more of a, I don't want to say straightforward, but it's definitely more emotional. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, if not dreams, just, you know, dreams are the subconscious. It's your brain working and trying to tell you things. So I'm sure it all ties together and plays a part. Um, but I, I can't pull anything off the top of my head that specifically came uh, from a dream, so to speak. But, uh, you know, I've de- I mean, you know, you, we've all had dreams that have <clears throat> we've woken up from, whether you, whether you remember them or not, that, like, make you feel a certain way, whether it be you know, you wake up and you feel guilty about something or you feel excited about something or, you know, maybe you're, like, sexually aroused or something like that and you can't remember why, but you have to sit there and say, well, there must have been something in my head that was going on, even if I don't remember it. You know, and uh, there have been plenty of times where I've woken up and not remembered a dream and kind of went about my day and at least the first part of my day, be it I was having a bad dream or something I don't want to say less than pleasurable was happening in the dream or the exact opposite where you wake up and you're just in a great mood and it's like, well, there's nothing that happened last night that would make me feel this way. So maybe something in the dream just kind of set me on my way and kind of gave me the gusto I needed to go face the day and do what I had to do. Okay. So. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, since, you know, you, you're, you, you do heavy metal, you know, you're a professional, you're out there on tour and then doing everything like that and very well known. And you've been in this for years. Uh, what would you say like the, uh, how are you with the paranormal? First of all? Um, I, I mean, personally, I, I believe in it. Um, I don't know to what extent I do because my experience is personally, I, I've talked to a million people, you know, my band members and friends and, and people that have had very, very substantial uh, experiences as far as like truly scary things that, that have happened to them. Um, and I kind of take these, uh, these stories that I hear, and these, these are stories coming from, like I've heard them from people that, you know, I wouldn't trust as far as I could throw them versus people that I would trust with my life, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I, t- I don't take these with a grain of salt. I, I take these experiences and I take, um, you know, those kinds of stories to heart at least a little bit to where, like, I'm not necessarily going to go looking for, <laughs> for certain things because, you know, it's the age old saying, don't go, go, don't go looking for something that you don't want to find kind of thing, or I wouldn't want to open up some sort of, dare I say, gateway or portal with something just by but dude you worked you worked down there in ebor city there for a while that's a haunted area you can't tell me you didn't run into nothing while you were down there yeah i and 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 for for right now i still i still do i'm actually not going to be working down there come uh july anymore um but you know there's a lot of stories that i've heard um about the castle specifically right um from people and I've only been alone in that building one time, and I kind of made it a point to not be in there that long, just because I've heard stories about, 
you know, glasses going flying on their own or like literal like apparitions, like people, like ghosts being in there and stuff like that. And, you know, from many, I mean, you know, I've been working there off and on for years. I've been friends that those are my family, you know, and stuff like that. So again, with people who I trust, people have no reason to lie to me. And one of my best friends, Billy works there. He's, he's got a laundry list. He's like, Oh, there's a ghost in the bathroom. There's a ghost in, you know, the other bathroom. There's a ghost that lives in here. Like I would go upstairs to get something and all the lights would be off. And he'd say, you know, Hey, if you, you know, if you see, uh, if you see in the main room upstairs, if you see a black guy, don't talk to him. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I thought he was referring to one of our coworkers there is, uh, you know, right. Uh, this, this dude quitting that work there. And I was like, okay, man, like, what is he going to jump out from behind a pillar and try to scare me? At first, that's what I thought he meant. And then like a year later, he explained it to me. He's like, no, he's like, there, the people have died in this building before it was the castle. Right. Like, I think it's a ghost from that time. Um, he's like, if you talk to him, he's like really mean. He starts saying like really mean things to you and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh wow. Cause I would like go up there by myself in the dark with like a flashlight looking for stuff or to like go get something or to this, that, or the other blah, blah, blah. For like hanging out after drinking. It's like, Oh, there's a bottle of this up there. I'd go like get it. And they would always say that. And I just kind of took it with a, you know, I didn't take it seriously at the time, but I never did see anything like that, but I definitely got just, you know, just those feelings that like somebody's watching you or you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? And I could never tell if that was just me psyching myself out or if that really was like something that was happening, you know? And like I said before, as far as not going to look for things that you didn't want to find, I didn't put a whole lot of effort into trying to figure out if there was something, you know, I just kind of did my work. <laughs> like, well, see, see that—that's just like the the producer, of the RPA network. That's Aaron Hunter. He's a uh, he's a uh, he doesn't believe in going out there looking for it because he he's afraid of attachments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So is, is that yeah. kind of what you're getting at? You're you're you might no. be afraid of what yeah, you might I mean, find, or kind of, sort of. I mean, I'm very intrigued by it. I'm very intrigued by the occult and and things like this, and, and kind of always have been. You know, and I do my own fair share of research on it and looking into, like, you know, people like Alistair Crowley and the Soul Society and, like, you know, Philemma and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like, just just all the just all the stuff that's around the, that kind of chaos magic and, like... But is that know, what, is all this in the music industry? That's my question. That's why I was kind I'm of... Sure, I'm sure some of it exists in there. Um, I'm certainly not going to go try to pull a robert johnson or anything like no (laughs) you know uh but like i'm sure it does exist but like you know i'm definitely into the aspect of it of of self-empowerment and finding your own magic and as far as like maybe the little the more metaphorical side of that kind of thing but as far as you know you know like stuff like just paranormal things like i do i do believe in that it's, it's i think it's and I don't think it's a God-devil type thing. I just, you know, energies exist. I, I think, I don't know if it's as easily explained as parallel dimensions or this or that, but, like, I do believe that something something else is there. It's not just us. It's very naive to think and very, very arrogant to think that we're the only beings and, you know, <clears throat> flesh and bone and blood that doesn't quantify being. You know, there's, like, energies that exist in people and, 
and stuff like that. And we feel those kinds of things, you know, sometimes with people, and sometimes people exude and radiate, and sometimes people just suck the life out of you, you know? Yeah, yeah, energy um, vampires that are out there. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it all it all it all ties together, and it's it all it's just my I guess my perspective would be um, of somebody. You know, I definitely believe in it. To what extent, I can't say. Right. Um, and if, and if there were to be something to happen without me having to delve too far into making it happen, um, you know, I, I'm in, I'm into finding things out. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I've seen enough movies and I've heard enough stories from people. I'm certainly not going to use the Ouija board. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to happen. My I see, mom told me. I, I see that all the time. Huh? Say that again. My mother told me a story when I was a kid that kind of solidified like not using a Ouija board. And I don't know if she was saying this to like scare me or whatever. Cause she told me this when I was a kid, but, uh, you know, she said when she was like, uh, you know, young, young adult twenties, she had share, had an apartment with somebody and they were, you know, oh, let's use the Ouija board and yada, yada, yada. And like, you know, said they started talking to it. And she's like, I don't know if my friend was moving the thing. She's like, I wasn't moving it. And she said that, uh, you know, they were talking to it and it spelled out a name. And she's like, you know, in the apartment, you know, it was next to a graveyard. And we found the gravestone of the person the next day or a week later or whatever. And I'm like, okay, like duly noted mom like i'm not going to use a week you know she's like you know she's my mom's a christian you know i was you know i was raised catholic and christian and went to catholic and christian school so i don't know if that was my mom just trying to fearfully instill you know some sort of halt in me as far as going down the road and looking at that kind of stuff but uh but you know like you know, like i said man i'm just not going to go i'm not going to put a whole lot of effort into like like that's cool outside, outside of reading and research and you know that's cool that kind of thing academics kind of that's all right yeah hey uh quick question or, at, le- or at least doing it like at least doing it like uh at least how do i put this uh at least if i were to go looking for something i would have i would have to have somewhat of a professional or somebody who's got experience you know i wouldn't be doing it by myself you know what i'm saying right but it happens to me every day like i said i work in a hospital and something happens every day that you sit there i can imagine and you sit there and you go oh my god hey uh in time or existence if you can go anywhere or if you could have anybody come in and kind of uh interact in your dreams who would it be and why Oh, time. Let's see. If I could in my dreams go to, you know, I don't know, man. It depends. It depends on what the day it is. Well, I'll tell you what. There is definitely an experience I had when I was a kid um, staying at my grandparents' house that I was talking about. Um, My mother had gotten a a second job and she was working overnight um, at the time. So I wasn't old enough to be at home alone. Um, so she would drop me off at my grandparents' house to spend the night and then they would take me to school in the morning. And, um, the, uh, this, I just remember their bedroom, they had a pretty big house and it was, uh, it was up in New York. So there was a basement to it. Um, and I have another story about that as far as the basement goes, as far as like, like the, the real, like actual paranormal, I don't know if it was paranormal or not, or me psyching myself out, but this first story, um, I was in the living room, and it was like one of those houses you walk in, there's a foyer, and then you can walk through the foyer, and there's the kitchen. Kitchen connects to the dining room, and then from the dining room, there's like a little two, three-step 
steps that go down to where the living room is, and they had one of those big sectional, like, wraparound couches. So um, I was sleeping on that, and there was a TV there, and they had, like, you know, all the blinds were closed. It was pretty late, and I was just watching TV, and I think I, I probably uh, turned the TV off to go to sleep, and I just remember, and I don't know, it could have been raccoons or something like that. I, it just, because uh, the way that the room was set up, the living room, perfect square, you know, or, or rectangle kind of thing. Um, imagine the shape. And I was uh, sleeping on the couch, and the couch, the way I was sleeping on it was parallel to the wall to my left. So it was going in the same direction. I'm laying on the couch, and I just hear what sounds like either somebody scraping their fingernails or like a stick up and down the wall on the outside. And that's where we kept all the trash cans. So I'm not, I don't know if that was like a raccoon getting in the trash and like dragging a bag down the sidewalk. And that's what I heard, but it was very faint and it wasn't going anywhere and there was no trees or bushes there. So I'm like, it was kind of freaking me out. And I just got really, really, really scared. And it wouldn't go away. I sat there frozen for quite a while, and it just kept happening. So, and who again, who knows what it was? So I didn't go looking for it. <laughs> I ended up, like, I was pretty young. I ended up <laughs> running into well, my you, grandparents. You answered the, <laughs> well, you answered the question about what's fear. When people ask, you know, what's the defini- definition of fear is being frozen. That mm-hmm. you, just, you just cannot move. You cannot think. It's like a... Uh, the people that go to, you know, they lay down and feel like there's like a witch sitting on top of their chest. You're just frozen. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's so weird. Yeah, it it's is. So weird. It is. Okay. So, so let me, let me do this. Let me do my closing real quick. Uh, okay. And uh, then I'll, I'll explain how we're going to end this real quick. Uh, don't forget on Monday, you have uh, Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. That's with your host, Mr. Aaron Hunter. Uh, he reads your stories and uh, does interviews. And he is the man of the hour, man of the power, man is too sweet to be sour on Tuesday. Aaron Friel brings you Aaron's Horror Show. And on Wednesday, Terry Davenport brings you terry's mysterious moments that's with professor terry professor terry he's he he's he he does stuff like that he's very particular of what he does and uh we have our uh two uh video shows here on the rpa network uh dude it's just going great it's going great so how i'm gonna do this is okay that's the end of the show boom okay if 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 you don't want to listen to the rest of the show go ahead and turn off the 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 podcast now because uh what we're gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna fade this out we're gonna say bye to jamie and uh basically we're going to uh listen to one of your tracks which is basically a blessing for us to be able to do this so uh yeah so uh we're gonna listen to your track if uh if you like heavy metal people get ready to, to just to slam your head uh and uh jamie got anything to say before i set the world free you know just uh just be good people, man. You know, it's not always about yourself. Uh, think outside yourself and just think about other people. And uh, don't ever tell a woman what to do with her body. Because if you're a man, it's none of your business. And do, if you're a woman, don't tell another woman what to do. It's none of your business. How do they get a hold of the uh, you or the band? You can reach us. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, all over the Internet. Uh, the easiest way would probably be just through the Facebook, Facebook Messenger. Uh, we're all on that pretty much daily um and uh yeah and we'll you know well we can uh we can contact you can contact us through that we're all available on instagram if you go to our 
band's Instagram page. All of our personal Instagrams are listed, so you could reach us through that. Uh, but to reach the band itself, uh, the easiest thing would be through Facebook. Okay. Jamie Stewart of The Absence. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, chill of all ages, as always. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, Jamie, hold on for a second. I'm going to end this here, but I'm going to blast it on the air. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, chill of all ages, this has been the Sandman Lullaby. You could write me at sandmanlullaby at gmail.com. Don't forget, put your app. We have an app. We have an app. Get the RPA app. Damn it. What can I say? Get the app. See ya. Sandman Lullaby. Ha, 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 ha.